Ladies and gentlemen, thanks hey. for being here. Hey, <laughs> hey, Dan. Hey, Keith. What's new in your world? Uh, <laughs> I got a, I got a new hat. Yeah, you do get a new hat. I really like the hat. I, I like, really do too. I didn't really think I was gonna. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, like a flat cap is uh, the technical term, but it's like a cabby new, hat, newsy, newsy cap. Yeah. Although I guess the the newsy hats, the the differentiation is that they have like like the um, the triangles. Like a like a baseball hat has, where it's made out of like six you know pieces oh. coming up in the middle. It's got like the stitches. Oh, got up, it. And the flat cap is just like straight up one piece. I like it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, hi everyone. This is episode <laughs> two thirteen. That's exciting. We have no new reviews. Nope. No new ratings. If nothing, <laughs> we're <laughs> we're consistent. That's not. <laughs> eh, that's true. We're coming up. We're coming up closely on a year. <laughs> uh since our last review yeah and that last review is january 1st and it was hippie hater so yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that was his new year's resolution that he knocked out really early nice uh, oh. <laughs> thank you anyway and we look forward yeah. to uh i'm not backing him anymore it's been it's been, it's been <laughs> 10 months <laughs> yeah maybe he'll do it again in january That's yeah fine. uh no new patreons we're not in any charts no one sent us a buck on venmo but dan <laughs> Mm-hmm. What's the number one movie in America? It's still got to be Black Adam. Of course, it's Black Adam with twenty-seven point five million. Damn, what's the number two movie in America? Is it Ticket to Paradise? It is Ticket to Paradise yeah. with nine point nine million. What is the number three movie in America? Is it Smile? It is not. Oh, it's Pray it? for the Devil. Oh, uh, I don't know what that is. I vaguely here. remember that being a thing. And then, um, <laughs> will be your uh, fourth and fifth picks. Uh, either Smile or Halloween Ends. In that order, that would be yeah, yeah, nice. There we go. <laughs> uh, two new trailers this week. Yeah. Avatar trailer number two. Uh-huh. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Uh, looks good. Yeah, it does. Uh, I like that when uh, Jake Sully just crushes a human skull in his hand. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, they really didn't linger on it either. They were just like, this is part of the thing. Moving on. <laughs> and then uh, They didn't even like show it first he's just like you see him crushing a thing and they're yeah. like oh that was a human skull oh good heavens <laughs> and then uh the thing i like the most is seeing how many uh evil avatars there are now oh yeah like there's a lot like, they're like oh okay well we lost because you know jake Sully mm-hmm. uh inhabited an avatar but let's just throw a bunch of them in it so like i think it'd be really <laughs> funny if they have like a hundred evil avatars now. oh god yeah just a whole army of evil nevi yeah, it's just all of the bodies they had left to be uploaded to. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just like, use all right. them all. Fuck it. Let's get fucking real. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. And then uh, a Christmas Story 2 trailer. Word. Uh, came out. I, I wanted to dislike it. I found it a little charming. <laughs> yeah. But I cannot in any way stop thinking about... Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave! With a box Fuck of scraps! scraps. <laughs> That's all I can think of when I see Ralphie now. Yep. That's the only thing I see. He helped Mr. Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. Uh, so he's just going from one charismatic leader to the next. That's why. Um, the true uh, henchman. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's the whole thing's just call back to the first one. Um, they're pretending mm-hmm. that the uh, 
sequel, It Runs in the Family Doesn't Exist, yep. which I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's some pretty bad CGI stuff going on. Mm. They definitely got like a team of writers. They're just like really good at phoning in Christmas family movies. And they're just using <laughs> yeah. Christmas Story as the vehicle yeah. to do it instead of a... <laughs> high-powered female lawyer who moves to a small town <laughs> uh, to date a guy wearing flannel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's good. I'm for it. <laughs> I don't hate it. I wanted to hate it. Yeah. But that's fine. <laughs> it's not in the why the fuck do we need this. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> the Winnie the Pooh horror movie, Blood and Honey, secured <laughs> yeah. a theatrical release <laughs> yeah, in dude. February 2023 after it became a viral topic uh, on social media. International <laughs> release. Is it really? Uh, oh, good for them. Yeah, it's like uh, Fathom Events picked it up. Oh, it's Fathom? Oh, yeah. okay, I'm less impressed. Oh, yeah. No, it's like a one day only. Uh, I don't think they're advertising it as one day only, but it's definitely just the one day. It's uh, February 15th in the U.S., uh, the U.K., Canada, and Mexico. You know, after Terrifier <laughs> 2 did so well, I would have saved it till next Halloween. Yeah. Ta- Terrifier 2, like, against all odds, made so much money. <laughs> um, <I> w- <laughs> Although, by signing this deal, they probably have triple of their budget that they spent on the first one right <laughs> and they can crank out the next one by uh oh yeah <laughs> by uh, next halloween because you told me that they're making a sequel to it already they are and they're, then, uh, they're planning the sequel while they're doing this other thing and they, yeah it's uh they're <laughs> the creator reese frake waterfield is developing a twisted peter pan movie adaptation <laughs> called neverland nightmare <laughs> uh and like if you've ever read like the original peter pan books like it's already a horror film yeah like it's pirates that are slaughtering children when peter isn't ordering the deaths of the lost boys anyway yeah and speaking of like weird like old hollywood patriarchal shit uh uh-huh uh the original book is called peter and wendy and nobody remembers that Wendy's name was in the title of the thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They just erased Wendy's name out of that shit. Oh, that is erasure. I don't like it. Yep. Oh, poor Wendy. Yeah. Every article I saw was like, Peter Pan, because I was trying to figure out when Peter Pan went right. uh, into the public domain, because it's this guy and the, all the Winnie the Pooh stuff, and apparently sure. that's like way more complicated. Um, Between like plays and publishing in sure. different countries and all this other stuff. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the original appearance <laughs> is from a play. Okay. And then the first book was called uh, Peter and Wendy. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's already a horror <laughs> film. We <don't>... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Top Gun Maverick yet? Yeah. Was so it in good? Theater. Oh, didn't, that's didn't, right. Dan and I do a, a review on the pod. It's, yeah. it's 1 a.m. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. But yeah, it is uh, an incredible piece of military propaganda (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) and and i mean that complimentary Uh, (laughs) it's it's an amazing movie that is also very much a piece of military propaganda (laughs) oh i love it i haven't seen it yet Uh, you don't get that many hours in fighter jets (laughs) without right that being a thing the next time Cruise movie is going to be space propaganda oh yeah uh well anyway space force I, space force <laughs> i haven't seen 
seen it yet, but now I get to bring home Top Gun Maverick on 4K UHD disc now. Yeah. Tom Cruise stars in the spectacular action-packed epic, which critics are calling one of the greatest movies ever made. It's really good. Uh, not these critics, but some critics. <laughs> uh, buy Top Gun Maverick on 4K UHD disc and dive into over 80 minutes of incredible behind-the-scenes bonus content yeah. available at participating retailers. Also available on digital. Rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. Nice. I do like Paramount. Yeah, they're yeah, keeping yeah. us going. Yeah, they're. It's legit. Like saw it in the theater and was like on the edge of my seat for most of oh, the movie. Literally, it's on literally the edge. good. Yeah, it's that good. Um, was there any particular highway you took on the way home? <laughs> was it Dang Mopac or was it Thirty Five or was it Highway to the Danger Zone? It's the Danger Zone. Okay, just making sure. Um. Okay. <laughs> This was pretty funny to me, because um, first I was afraid to click on this article, mm-hmm. and then I was mad that I had to click on it, Oh, and now I'm happy I did, because Yay. the hideous <laughs> animatronic from Steven Spielberg's classic <laughs> E.T. the Extraterrestrial- I was wondering if you scrolled past this one. <laughs> is up for auction. I'm getting better at looking at pictures of it now, the older I get. Uh, the price range is expected to go from two to three million, and now let Ooh. me set the scene for what this thing is. Mm-hmm. So you think of E.T., like regular mm-hmm. S.E.T., you know, there is a guy in a suit, but there's yeah, also yeah. a hero animatronic because it's Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now imagine all of the skin has disintegrated <laughs> off this thing, except for around the eyes and the bridge of the nose. Oh, God. It looks like E.T. fucked Johnny Five. <laughs> and the affront to God that came out of this that's is the, now haunted. It's the late model Michael Jackson of E.T.'s. Yeah, yes. <laughs> It is horrific looking, but <laughs> it makes me happy because yeah. I'm like, good, that's what you deserve, you little alien fuck. You <laughs> yeah. deserve to be in this state I, of disrepair. I literally had the thought that if you like won the Mega Millions, oh, I'd buy it you'd buy it all of them and just kill them all in very different oh my God. horrifying ways. I think there's yeah. like seven of them. Oh, is the there? said, yeah, because it's, you know, you don't just make one for the movie, you know? I stopped reading. I yeah. was just staring at this video of them because they turned it on. Yeah. And oh, it's just God. This... I just saw the thumbnail. Oh, no. I'm watching this thing move around like E.T., but it's just... It It looks like C-3PO from Phantom Menace and Johnny Five. Yeah. It's just like these little pieces of... Like a little bit of skin on the tip of the finger that it says, ouch, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's horrifying. I guess that makes sense. Like, um, I remember seeing some of the behind-the-scenes stuff of when they were doing Phantom Menace uh-huh. and going back to the original, like, best-kept Yoda puppets to mm-hmm. do the, like, scanning for the CGI Yoda. Yeah. Um, and it was, like, falling apart. Yeah. And that was in, what, 90, probably six or yeah. seven when they were starting mm-hmm. that process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't, you know, it was maybe about uh, 10 years younger than this sure. puppet would be now. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that that stuff just wasn't made to last. Like it's made to look good on screen yeah. for two years. <laughs> you uh, know, if you got to do reshoots. But you're right. If I won the Mega Millions, <laughs> or if I won the Powerball, what's like like 1.5 billion right now? Yeah, I would melt them all down <laughs> and then uh, make a statue to my own hubris. Uh, 100% made of the body of all the ETs. I have a sniper take out Drew Barrymore. <laughs> 
I would not. That's not funny. Um, like like the Terminator stepping on a human skull. Yeah, only, it'd just be you stomping <laughs> around on just ET keep skulls. keep one of the heads of the other ones yeah. and have your foot on it. That's funny. I like, I like that. It's just a statue of me slaughtering ETs. Yeah. I like that. But I'm all jacked. <laughs> yeah, I hear Keith Ruck is shredded. Uh, <laughs> just thrusting a sword in the air. Yeah, I like it <laughs> triumphantly. I love it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this commissioned as an art piece. <laughs> yeah. This needs to happen. Uh, but speaking of Drew Barrymore and ET, in an anniversary reunion for ET, Ooh. Drew Barrymore reveals that she believed the puppet was real. <laughs> Fucking same. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the uh, Henry Thomas, who plays uh, Elliot, uh, <laughs> distinctly remembers them being on set at some point and it being really, really cold. And her being like, hey, can we get him a scarf and put around his neck? He's cold. <laughs> I know. Oh, Drew Barrymore. Now, if I was left alone with E.T. in a scarf, it would surely be around his neck. But I would be squeezing it and choking the little bitch out. And I would kill him. Was it like the early on in the movie when like they just find him? I'm trying to think of like the scene where you can like see their breath. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it must have been cold as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, fuck you too. <laughs> uh, uh, apropos and meandering, the uh, did you, did you know a uh, hogger from Labyrinth? Do you ever see that story? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Have you seen Labyrinth? I, I I still haven't seen it. No, okay. it's one of those like there's classics like a, that I just never got around there's to. There's a really interesting looking Henson puppet named mm. and it's Hogger, and it's similarly like a, 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 a suit that a little person would wear. Okay, and walk around, and it got lost in an airport. In a case, and like years and years later, they just started opening up all these old cases in airport, and they just fucking found Hogger just disintegrated to shit. Oh god! But I'm like, imagine just like opening this case and be like, well, that's the the decommissioned corpse of yeah. Hogger just sitting in a case. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Fucking airports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, MCU producer Nate Moore teases the story for Captain America New World Order, which, which will see Sam Wilson clash with General Thunderbolt Ross. Okay. So apparently a really big bad guy, in addition to the leader, Word. is going to be Thunderbolt Ross. And my question is, how long do they think Harrison Ford's going to live? Yeah, at least this movie. Right? <laughs> like, he's an old man, too. <laughs> Let him rest. I'm almost wondering if that's how they got him. They were just like, look... You're going to be filling out this character. You don't got to yeah. do a lot of work because he's already an established thing. Sure. Uh, and you're going to be in one movie. <laughs> right. Well, he's also theoretically going to be in Thunderbolts. Mm, that's true. I don't think it's one. I think it's a multi-movie deal. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I'm so confused why he signed on to this. Maybe <laughs> yeah. he was just a really close friend of William Hurt. Maybe. I'm very fucking confused. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's... <laughs> he's smoked through all his franchise money there's no way there is absolutely no fucking way god i just keep looking at this fucking et picture it's horrific oh my god all right um star hugh jackman teases what fans can expect from the return of wolverine and deadpool 3 and promises that the character will be angrier than ever <laughs> oh, like, he was pretty angry and logan yeah like, fuck you and fuck this and i'm bleeding and i can't stop and yeah maybe it's like 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 uh logan was him being that angry but years later having like the edge was off 
And, and this is like peak anger era. I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen some pretty angry Hollywood stars. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! But I can't imagine Wolverine being any, any angrier. Yeah. Like, he's gone full berserker in every single... <laughs> Unless he just, like, starts at 10 and it never dips for the entire movie. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh... I started thinking about Black Panther because, like, there's like eighty thousand articles of black about Black Panther. Oh too. yeah, I could not be more excited for the movie. I just hit your mic. Good, you couldn't hear. Shock mounts. Oh, I like that. Oh, we're so professional. <laughs> um, and you know what? I thought about which would mm. be a really like funny reason why Namor would be coming out of the ocean mm. is the giant fucking statue of the Eternal. Oh not yeah, the eternal. what are they? Uh, yeah, the uh, celestial, celestial coming out of the ocean. Yeah, he's just like, what the fuck did you guys do? Right. <laughs> just all I could think about is like, what if like that hand that's reaching up just like went through like a city of Namor's and yeah. just like came out? We just we just lost like like a continent's worth of real estate. All right. Sure. <laughs> under, From the core of the planet, under the sea, or under the sea. It's <laughs> just Sebastian the crap. Uh, and then uh, I saw that the director Ryan Coogler discusses Rihanna's much anticipated involvement in the upcoming uh, MCU movie uh, mm. because she had been taking a long hiatus from music. Yeah, and she apparently has made a song for uh, this movie. Oh, cool! And I did not know that. And like yeah, they either. haven't pushed that at all. I didn't even know that was a thing. And then I started thinking about like she's a billionaire. Oh, yeah. She's a bit with a B. Yep. Uh, she didn't need it. So, like, how fucking good do you have to be as just like, <laughs> or or at least important yeah. to her to be like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna come out of retirement and make a song for a movie. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. And then I started that thinking about cool. the giant statue again. <laughs> it's just a giant statue now, just a big stone statue. <laughs> um, I do uh, love that uh, one of the producers. Mm. The guy you were talking about earlier as uh, uh, Nate Moore. Yeah, was uh, was Namor is in this one. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. What if that's the real Namor? Eh? Just really shitty. Uh... <laughs> and apparently they um, there were like snippets of a bunch of the articles without trying to get spoiled on stuff. Um, but apparently they pronounce his name two different ways in the movie. Uh-huh. It's Namor Never. and Namor. Yeah. Um, and apparently part of the um, them going more of like a um, Latin American mm-hmm. sort of uh, native cultural route uh-huh. um, instead of like the Greek version of Atlantis. Sure. Um, the name sort of comes from the, they call uh, uh, Namor because Amor is love and it's yeah. just like the boy with no love, the boy who was raised oh. with no love. Um, yeah, so I that's saw a clip Namor. I saw a clip. Uh, clip where he's talking to the queen and he says no more yeah so i guess that's how you pronounce it yeah, yeah, yeah. i like that yeah and then i'm sure all the white characters are like namor yeah <laughs> earl <laughs> uh did you see that story this is a tangent so there was this uh clip that went super viral about this comedian doing a, th- a thing in a club and like there was a really really drunk angry uh trump supporter 
Oh, was, yeah. yeah. And threw a beer at her, like a full-ass beer. <laughs> yep. And then uh, Jimmy Kimmel did a joke about it since she got to be on there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, my name is Ariel, but I grew up in... I don't know, it was something like Mississippi or something. Mm-hmm. Or somewhere in the middle. <laughs> and she was just like, so everyone pronounced it Errol. 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 Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he, like, he tweeted out the the clip of her... Um, and then she tweeted back at him like, Hey, can I make my debut, my late night debut on your show? And he was like, so I responded back and yeah, she's on tonight. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's making lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> that, right. <laughs> make it lemonade. Good yeah. for her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> that's lemonade. All right. Uh, <laughs> William Jackson Harper is joining the MCU, and many are wondering if this could mean that Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium will feature a Reed Richards cameo. William Jackson Harper is better known as uh, Chidi. 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 Chidi Anagonye. Yeah, from The Good Good Place. Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And a lot of people are speculating that he's going to be 616's Reed Richards. Ooh, I like it. I like it a lot, and I've, I've seen some fan art, and I'm like, a hundred fucking percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've gotten the John Krasinski thing out of the way. Yeah. And, you know, we just from Spider-Man, we know it doesn't matter what the the characters look like. Yeah. And I've I've seen quotes from, like, uh, Emily Blunt talking about, like, yeah, you know, he'd he'd love to do it again. (laughs) Like, in in a saying it in the kind of way that, like, not being cheeky about, oh, we can't talk about it. It was just like... No, he really enjoyed yeah. doing it. He'd, he'd love to work with them again. I mean, he was, a sh- he was a shitty Reed Richards. He died in two seconds. Supposed to be the smartest man in the world. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, and it's a good way to say, like, yeah, not all of the variants look the same, yeah. too. Except for Kang's, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen Loki's be all sorts of weird shit. We've seen lots yeah. of Spider-Man. Like, yeah, I don't I need like, all my Reed Richards to look like. Yeah, like, Loki gave us the, the ones that still look like Tom Hiddleston and the ones that look very different. Yeah. So, and it's, I, it's a I, nice bridge for like we could just use whoever we want. <laughs> you know, I still think in Secret Wars we're gonna see uh, Fantastic Four like Chris mm. Evans and Ian Grufford. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, if they can get them all, do like the Michael Miles Chickles. Taylor. And, like, I don't think we'll see them. No. <laughs> I think they're all fuck this. Yeah. Uh, but I think it'd be really cool to see like them at least like oh this Human Torch looks a lot like. Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is or just have somebody like do a double take and just yeah. move on. <laughs> or have the two of them just look at each other like <laughs> the fuck. Yeah, I like it. I'm for it. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is in final negotiations to star in the upcoming Wicked movie adaptation as okay. the as the Wizard of Oz. Oh, uh, all right. What an apropos casting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tornadoes uh, find a way. <laughs> I'm just like, it's yeah. It's my birthday. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. That like the the, ma- the the master was already such a Wizard of Oz ish character anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so sad he got cut out of uh Love and Thunder. What what was his cameo supposed to be? I don't know what it was supposed to actually be, but, but he was the grandmaster it. and was just like in it. <laughs> yeah, and he's brother of the collector. Yep. I wanna see that was two acting with each other. Yeah. Very bizarre. Yeah, I don't know if they're I always forget from the comics. They're like, like a cosmic, not cosmic, but like galactic agents or something. Yeah. I don't know if they're technically related to each other. I think they are in the MCU. But, they're supposed to be brothers. Yeah. And that's why they've 
similar like facial the, markings. Yeah, the same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh oh, it's time for Gen News, you know it now. Talk fuck more you, about of, uh... fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Just hitting buttons, I'm tired, it's 1am. Turkey Day's coming up. It is coming up, I'm excited for that. I like Thanksgiving. Um, Nate Moore, not to be confused with Namor. Uh, it's pronounced Namor. Namor. Um, has been on the on the circuit, you know, doing interviews for Black Panther. Um, and in one of those interviews, he uh, revealed that Ryan Coogler apparently called dibs on using Namor <laughs> while they were making the first movie or in produ- uh, pre-production for the first movie. Nice. Um, apparently, in a uh, an interview with Slash Film, um, he talked about how um, Coogler wanted to use him. Um, as early as like 2018 says uh ryan is a huge fan of comic books and in publishing namor and atlantis would often come in conflict with wakanda and the black panther Mm -hmm. um and so he was like if we get so lucky could we maybe could i just raise my hand and make sure nobody uses namor (laughs) and luckily uh nobody was and he had a great idea for it early on uh so we started building towards that idea which i think is really fun nice so it's like the best way of doing what we always talk about, which is like just do the movie. Like don't don't plan the whole trilogy or whatever. Right. Um, like have in your back pocket like, okay, if if we're lucky enough that this goes well, we do our jobs great. This becomes you know a, this is a good movie and we get to do another one. Let's maybe plant some seeds. Sure. That doesn't detract from the original movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm uh, kind of glad that this was, you know, part of the plan the whole time too. Um, Kevin Feige was asked about it on the uh, red carpet at the premiere, um, and he says that uh, uh, Namor's been on our lists forever. Um, I remember 18 years ago putting together the list, and he was on it. Um, I think we even commissioned a script 18 years ago. Oh. Um, the timing was never right, and the idea was never right. Um. Ryan Coogler on the first Black Panther movie started pitching a war between kingdoms. And if you actually added a cultural specificity to Namor, and that's certainly what he's done in this movie. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I like that. Yeah. Can't wait for this movie. <laughs> I just want to like, look at the little wings on his ankles. Right. <laughs> little flappy wings. Those no. can't, like, you've got to, like, at some point when you're a kid, break them all the time. Oh, right. Like, they have to be, like, the the weakest little things. I'm sure he gets stronger over time, but when you're a kid, I bet those things snapped all the time. I mean, I guess if they're strong enough to fly a grown man around. I don't believe that to be true. <laughs> I, think, I think he's just got, like, levitation powers yeah. while they're yeah. twinkling. Yeah. <laughs> he's just clicking his heels together three uh, times. 100% like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. Um. And in the uh, other MCU news, a lot of speculation, even from me, about the Russo brothers coming back to do uh, Secret Wars, since they basically just said out loud that was the one thing that they would come back to do, (laughs) and they're doing it. Um, We're doing an interview with Variety this past week, 
um, and said, uh, we won't be ready uh, to do anything with Marvel until the end of the decade. Oh. Yeah, they're very busy. Sure. Um, So not only did they have, like, a ridiculous um, contract with Netflix to do a bunch of stuff with them. Right. They also started their own studio. Good for them. uh, Called uh, Agbo or A-G-B-O, which I could not find what it stands for (laughs) or what it means. But it's all caps, A-G-B-O. Okay. Um, They have a lot of shit going on. Um, that's the banner that they put out. They produced adult giant baby office. As <laughs> <laughs> good yeah. a guess as I yeah. <laughs> Put me in a movie, cowards. <laughs> they uh, they co-produce Fuck you. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh, they did what was it? Extraction for Netflix. Yeah, it was an Agbo production. Yeah. Um, Cherry with Tom Holland yep. was an Agbo production. Uh, Not to be confused with the movie Cherry 2000. Correct. <laughs> Have you ever seen Cherry 2000? <laughs> it's the most bizarre fucking movie I remember from my childhood. It's a. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a tangent about Cherry 2000, but finish your story. <laughs> um, they're also doing uh, co-producing with Disney the live-action Hercules. Interesting. Um, they're doing a Thomas Crown Affair reboot with MGM. Oh. Uh, they're doing a movie about the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Okay, we that's weird. Yep. Um, I'm guessing it's like in a spotlight kind yeah. of, in the post sure. kind of thing. Um, they're doing the animated Magic the Gathering show for Netflix. Uh, they're doing a Poltergeist movie, uh, Extraction 2, um, and Citadel... Which was set to be uh, Amazon Prime Video's, like, crown thing, other than Lord Rings of the Rings. Um, that is currently the second most expensive show ever made. After Lord after Rings after of Power. Lord, <laughs> after the Rings of Power. What is Citadel going to be at? Uh, Citadel, Citadel is apparently a spy series um, that they're calling a, quote, uh, global event series that is going to be seven episodes. So it's just... I- how is a miniseries? How is a not fantasy or sci-fi movie the most expensive? <laughs> Apparently, something? it was already going to be expensive. They shot for a year, okay, all over the world. Um, and uh, the original budget was like a hundred and sixty or a hundred and eighty million dollars. Okay, I think it was a hundred and sixty. Um, and then half of the creative team left. Oh. Um, it was the Russo brothers and, um, what is it? The, uh, I, I think I deleted them from the, <laughs> my notes. Well, fuck um, them. The, the guys who wrote, um, uh, the, the last two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Oh, gross. That are awful. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah. But I think they also wrote, it was like another, like a writing team. Got it. Um, but they also wrote, uh, Ghost Protocol. Okay. That's which good is good. So it's like, it is. I don't know how much was them on right. which project sure. <laughs> or, you know, maybe, maybe not everybody's job is their best right. job, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but apparently they had enough creative differences that they uh, left. Um, and then the Russo brothers had to do another $75 million worth of reshoots. Damn. You know, to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, credit, like I only hate them because of the look of it. Like if it had yeah. been guys in suits, maybe I would have loved them. Mm hmm. 
I just didn't give it a chance. Yeah. And I and I kind of enjoy the second one. I remember watching them as a double feature in the theater, and I still <laughs> don't remember anything about those movies. Yeah. Except that they're aliens now. Yeah, I remember, like, fighting in snow and then the Krang stuff. Got it. That's that's, that's pretty much mm-hmm. all I got for all those right. two movies. Right. Um, but, yeah, the uh, Russo brothers are doing that as well. Um, as Lord. setting off uh, three different spinoffs that are so like the event series is going to be called Citadel and then they're going to have local spinoffs because oh. it's like f- spies from around the world getting together Avengers style. Oh, and then the spinoffs are the local. All right. Here's this spy story from India. Here's this spy story from Italy. Here's this spy story from Mexico. So they're doing a lot of shit, so they do not have time to come to Secret Wars in the next two years, you know? (laughs) Goodness. Yeah. So there's more more stuff to look forward to watching, though. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Well, that's it for Dan I've got to live through a whole other decade. All right, let me think about Cherry 2000. 2000? I have to look up who's in this, because I only remember the plot from when I was a kid. But basically... uh, so this guy, it starts off with this guy coming home, and it's, like, vaguely futuristic. Like, not, so it came out in 1987. I was going to say, with the with a title, like, <laughs> when you put 2000 in a title, right, it's futurism cast. from pre Melanie, the year 2000. Yeah, David Andrews, Melanie Griffith's in it, Lawrence Fishburne's in it. Ooh, Larry Fish. Yeah. I don't recognize a lot of other people. Um, anyway, so he comes home and he's got this, you know, he comes home, got this smoking hot wife, got dinner on the table and they're like, they're doing dishes and stuff and their futuristic dishwashers, like overflowing suds mm-hmm. and like they're getting, it's like a penthouse form and like they get down on the ground and the suds are everywhere. They start, you know, going at it. All of a sudden she starts sparking and freaking out and we find out she is a robot. <laughs> so he's, she's a uh, robot fuck doll. Yeah. There you and go. Her model, <laughs> her model number is Cherry Two Thousand. Gotcha. And so he is trying to replace her because he's in love with his uh, robot slave wife. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they're like, "Oh, we don't make those anymore. This has been discontinued for a long time. If you want this, and th- it has been so long since I've seen this movie, so I'm sure someone's like, Keith, you were fucking this whole thing up. But this <laughs> yeah. is as I remember it." At being nine or ten, watch. I was gonna say this came out when I was three. I was zero. Yeah, I was. I was was sperm. Um. Oh, it's set in 2017. That's funny. In 2017, a successful businessman travels to the ends of the earth to find the perfect woman. He is is to, to find that the perfect woman is always under his nose. He hires a sexy renegade tractor to find an exact duplicate of his android wife. Okay, so uh finds out like there's like basically two parts to society there's like the the underground like dirty futuristic <laughs> part that's like mad maxi yeah and then well, like, it does take place two years before blade runner so right there you go. <laughs> and then and then there's like the uh you know what, what he is in he's like a businessman fucking his android in the suds you know like mm. like cutesy kind of shit so I'm, I'm literally watching like the trailer right now this is, okay so uh so he goes and to go find one of these robot androids. Like he saves the little disc that like is her personality. Um, <laughs> and he like hires this girl to like help track down another cherry 2000 and then okay. like, falls in love with her because like, Oh, it's, it's a real person. 
But that's <laughs> that's it. It's just the most bizarre fucking shit. Very Mad Maxy. A lot yeah. of a lot of neon lights. Yeah. And very Blade uh, Runnery. Quasi hologram. Yeah. As as best as they could do yeah. <laughs> in a movie in nineteen eighty seven. I vaguely remember a scene where it's like he's trying to pitch him all these other sex dolls. Yeah. And it's just these women trying to stay as still as possible. And then she's like, How about this? And he goes, No, I want a cherry two thousand. How about that? Like, no, I need to have this exact Android wife because this is the one I'm in love with. Wow. Yeah. That's it. But then he falls in love with the uh the tracker. Oh my god! Um, watching huh. the thing where they're going around the different tables with the different lady robots, yeah, just like that. trying to be real still. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> and then like random, like generic, like nineteen twenties robot thing in the backdrop. Oh yeah, just Danger. to be like there Danger. are robots yeah. in this room. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's Cherry Two Thousand. I'm gonna try to find it streaming somewhere. I have to fucking watch this. Wow. I remember I was definitely too young to watch it because I'm like, I should not be watching this dude fucking Android. <laughs> right. Well, it says PG-13, but I think this is before. This is 87 PG-13 when you could see yeah. dick and balls at a PG-13. I was going to say, I think PG-13 was uh, pretty new at the time. They didn't know uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, well, it's definitely more than PG, For all I know, I don't know if we're pushing R yet. <laughs> yeah, for all I know, half, half the girls in the movie are 13 at this point. It's 1987. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck do we need this in the world? I got two Tarantino stories. Okay. One, uh, apparently, in the saga of Kanye West going fucking absolutely batshit insane, uh, he has been saying that he gave Quentin Tarantino the idea for Django Unchained. Oh my god, I fucking forgot this happened. Yeah. So Tarantino, now that it's trendy and he's in the news, Uh uh, has responded and saying basically like oh my name popped up again what's I, happening right i understand what kanye is saying i don't want to you know, are you okay over there <laughs> yeah do you click your teeth with your own that was uh, my uh <laughs> the okay. screen with the glasses um and just uh you know uh he's like at one point kanye had pitched tarantino being a um doing the music video for gold digger where uh kanye is like an emancipated slave Okay. And then Tarantino put out Django Unchained. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Is it, But it's this long yeah. explanation of why Quentin Tarantino is like, oh, that's why he might think that, but it's not true. I yeah. also know that it's Quentin Tarantino an... is a <laughs> raging racist. Oh, yeah. And I would not put it uh, past him to steal any person of color's ideas at all. Yeah. Or just being on so much cocaine he didn't remember it coming from somebody else right <laughs> you know, uh, i had this idea i have no way idea where it came from yeah <laughs> so anyway uh but long story short i don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah don't care <laughs> don't care we don't need any more kanye west we don't really need any more quentin tarantino nope there's a a really great um, we want a Dan's random podcast recommendation. Quarter. Oh yes, please. Um, there's a really good two parter on the current Kanye situation. Uh, that was okay. a crossover between two podcasts um, called a uh, Hood Politics. Okay. Um, which is also just a straight up great podcast. Nice. Um, where they basically use like. Uh, 
knowledge about like growing up in like gangs. Okay. To analyze how politics works. Oh. And like how they inform each other. Oh. Um, and his sort of tagline is like politics is just gang banging in nice clothes. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's really a great podcast. Um, them they did a crossover with the It Could Happen Here podcast, uh-huh. which is about uh like delving into how civil wars happen and how that's a lot of those kind of things are scarily happening here um but they're on the same platform as the uh, behind the bastards podcast which i also really like but they uh they did a crossover so the both episodes are in both feeds oh um i'm gonna need you to send me this yeah hood hood politics or um it could happen here Dan's random podcast recommendation quarter. <laughs> I'm gonna need those links. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds great. Yeah. I like uh, politics. It's just gang banging in suits. I like that. Yeah. Did you see that shit where Marjorie Taylor Greene went to AOC's office and was just like oh, banging on the door and screaming and like, "Oh my god, I'm a taxpayer. You work for me." Yeah, I'm guessing this happened because there were cameras there. Oh yeah, and cameras. and would absolutely not have happened had they like, not been there. Like, and they work in the same building. She's just banging the door, like, "Let me in. I'm here to like." She's trying to Michael Moore her, and I'm just like, "Jesus." I hope she just wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut to the other side of the door, the empty office. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That's pretty funny. She's a wackadoo. <laughs> oh boy. Boy howdy. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to lighten the mood before we go. Venerable Hollywood writer director Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> reveals the one oh, yeah, yeah, two of these stories. <laughs> reveals the one popular major film production that he has surprisingly never seen. Mm. If you had to guess a movie that Quentin Tarantino would be excited about, non-feet related, but has <laughs> never seen. Non-feet related probably doesn't have the N-word in it anywhere. <laughs> no, not the N-word, but his, his other than racism, his second favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think like westerns or samurai movies. Nope. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna um, give you a hint. Nazis. Oh, a really man. famous movie, an old movie, a famous movie with Nazis, and he has never seen it, and that tickled me pink. What was the fucking one called? I mean, fucking Indiana Jones three. No, <laughs> Let's Crusade. No. <laughs> What's the what the hell is the name of the movie where it's like all it's the whole movie is just like Hitler in the bunker? Oh, I know the movie you're talking the one that people meme. Yeah, no, I think way older. Oh, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't okay. know. And it's a musical. Oh, he's never seen the Sound of Music. He's never seen the Sound of Music. <laughs> nice, yeah. He doesn't know that the hills are alive. Yeah, right. <laughs> with the Sound of Music, the hills have eyes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was really funny. I'm like, you love Nazis. <laughs> right. It's your favorite thing. I thought that was funny. That's how cold me back. He's not a musical guy. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> love musicals. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much to everyone who listened to this episode. Thanks, Dan, for being here. Yeah, yeah. Shoot us any thoughts, concerns, criticisms, or sponsorship opportunities at 5 by 5 film at gmail.com. You can send us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook with all the red hot memes of 5 by 5 of the Movies. Thank you, Dan Benjamin uh, and the entire team at Fireside. We'll see you next week with another 5 by 5 of the Movies. Roll, Roll credits. credits. You ruined everything, you stupid
Oh, it's called Downfall, and it's from 2004. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not nearly as old as I thought it was. <laughs> I've never seen the original. I've only watched memes of it. Yeah, same. a super cut I didn't know I needed in my life. <laughs> That's all it could be about, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> 